Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Coming at you live, it's me, Slide Whistle. It's me, Immunization. Coming at you pre-recorded, it's me, Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire, Horde Punching Bag, and apparently really good at guessing. Hey, uh, I just got a victory royale in Fortnite, so I'm officially the best gamer on Earth. Thank you very much, everybody, for supporting me in my career. I was there, and it was very exciting. So, Slide Whistle, now that you are possibly the world's top gamer, what gamer word are you now going to use? What slur are you going to slip in? I think uh, my gamer word's going to be Mixer, since uh, Mixer's fucking dead now. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dead. Go get the bag, big two. Better luck next time, every other creator. Wait, so Mixer, like that one that was trying to take, take off into the streaming world, is dead? Yeah, they uh, they were basically were like, we're done. We're, we're merging with Facebook Gaming. And so Ninja and everybody else who was like exclusive, they got paid like $25 million to be exclusive, can keep the money and go back to fucking Twitch now. <laughs> oh my god, they took a big risk and it paid off. Wow. Fun fact, none of the creators were told. They were informed when everyone else was. <laughs> so everyone else who's like, hey, name's Buttman62. I'm a mix exclusive streamer immediately started up a stream like, hey guys, um, um, visit me somewhere else, I guess. It was a real <laughs> rough time. Damn. Well, I mean, Facebook gaming is weird. They've been trying to like get more and more people that like I kind of recognize streamers, but I'm like, I don't want to watch my shit on Facebook. I hate being on Facebook. Yeah, not really a fan either. My grandmother is very excited. She can't wait to start streaming, um... I don't know Bell any streamers, so I'm just going to say a vague name. Uh, Astro Man. She's excited okay. for Astro Man. I, th I, think, I think I can get behind a good Astro Man Facebook stream. Heck yeah, brother. Like this video to lock in your vote. Ugh, okay, I don't like these jokes. I don't like talking about Facebook. They, they can hear us. They're fucking listening to us right now. Let's talk about the world of Warcraft, which I actually played a lot of. More so than I have been playing in the last couple of weeks. So, Aaron, what you got for us? What you doing, Wow? This week in the world of Warcraft, I continued my adventures to get all the heritage armors. I am 108, so tantalizingly close, on Ooh. my boy Randleman. And then after he's done, I guess I'll do Wigglestein stuff to try and get the gnome one. Randleman's your shaman, right? Yes, he is my elemental shaman. He is fun enough in some weird world where literally every other character had been swept off the face of the earth i'd be like i can play him as a main but for now i i'm ready to give him a rest in two levels so what have you been wearing on him before because obviously you don't have the transmog yet so are you going for like the naked belly shaman look or like the ugly shaman look i've usually just been using the shadowlands armor and then when I get the armor set, like, for the expansion, I'm like, oh, I'll wear this. And then when the, that doesn't look good anymore, I'm like, time to go back to the Shadowlands armor. Yeah, that, one, that one's pretty mystical for a shammy to be wearing. Yeah, Ooh. it's got a skirt, which is something I like, because he doesn't ve look very good with pants. And shamans, I think, are the number one, like, purchasers of skirts at Azeroth, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But... 
other than playing, I've also been reading the world of Warcraft. Showing my balls on stream here. What is even the name? The one <laughs> where it's Garrosh. Put those away. Trial. Oh, it's um. Oh my god, I, I own that one. Oh, the is it the one with the trial? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it's a uh, war crimes, right? Yeah. Yes. I've been reading War Crimes, the gap between Mop and Wad novel, and it's hmm, pretty good. It reads like a fucking like a Law and Order case. It's so funny. It really dun, dun. does. <laughs> there's obviously there's no like hacking and slashing, but the sheer tension between Tarande and Bane. I'm like, mmm, girl. I was imagining them all in like cheap suits, like on Judge Judy or whatever. Like and just kind of like arguing. So far, my absolute favorite part is at one point Voljin gets on the stand to talk about his beef with Garrosh. And he's like, he promised me he would paint the town red. And Tarandi's like, red? Like blood? And then Vol'jin goes, no, red like like the, the horde is red. <laughs> and then Christy lets us know that <laughs> the horde's color iconography is red and the alliance's is blue. And several characters explain that to each other. And I'm like, okay. That's <laughs> so fucking weird. But uh, it was a pretty good week in the world of Warcraft. Immune, what was your week like? So I also played a little bit more this week. I started off the week by still leveling on Immuno the Rogue a little bit more. I swapped before finishing All Doom again because I'm, I'm like... Six out of seven or whatever it is there, but I'm like two levels above now of what the area is supposed to be. Like I still am gaining experience, even though it's showing as green, just because of the big buff that I've been getting. Overall, I've gotten to a part of the quest line that makes me feel a little weird. It's very like pick me based and it just feels racist. <laughs> it's gotta be, right? It's one hundred percent pick me are a people. Like they're they they're an ethnic group that exists on like some islands, I'm pretty sure. It makes or, me feel uncomfortable, basically. At the very least, I think it's an outdated term. It's like if you went to an ice village and it's like, oh, you have to go help out the Eskimos. Like it's like this doesn't feel great anymore. Yeah, so I swapped over to playing on my main a little bit more this week. I was very happy to see that this week they had Call to Arms in Stormsong, so I was finally able to grind that out. I got like 250 honor today or whatever, and that finished off that tour of duty, so I now have my Conqueror of Azeroth title and the sick mount that comes with it. Hey, I was showering when I heard, and I was like, oh, my God. Because I, I, I actually I wanted to help, but I was really, I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to make it because you always play during work. And the minute I was like, oh, he's going to get it, he's going to get it, you like sent that message. I was like, holy shit, it's finally happened. Yeah, so I am very happy with that. And also in the train of completing things that I've been working on for a while, I was able to start on my Flame Warden achievement, which is the midsummer holiday that is currently going on i feel like it's gonna be a little grindy i have been spending most of my time right now just flying in between these campsites and either praising the fires or 
you know, kicking rocks at the Horde fires. I finished all of Eastern Kingdoms and the, the Cataclysm ones, and now I am going over to Kalimdor because I, I don't know, I always feel like Kalimdor is the one that I want to go to last, but... Have you fucked with the stupid juggling yet? I do not believe I have. Is that the same one where you, like, throw up the fire and then you have to like, follow its shadow? Yeah, it's the one where you have to fucking find, like, the tiny little black circle on the ground. But if anybody else is near you and also doing the quest, their shadow also appears for you. So good luck figuring out which fucking torch is yours. <laughs> uh, no, I have not started to do that yet, so... I'm sure that will be very hard because it says you have to juggle 10 at a time. How do you do that? So with each one you get, it just adds. So you only have to get 10 circles in a row without dropping one. I think like it kind of takes a little bit of like angling into effect. So if you like run at it and hit it at like the right angle, you can send it flying too fast ahead of you. So you also have to kind of be careful of where you're knocking it to. It's just stupid, stupidly obnoxious and I hate it. Yeah, so I have that to look forward to next up in this week how about you slide whistle what did you do this week uh i was getting my druid geared up i decided it was time to go take miss wild seed and run her through some content i had to go do the awful task of farming the essences so i could do more vision runs so i can get more cape cores which i just i just really don't want to do but i need to do it at this point as far as the official honkometer, Miss Wildseed, how how close is she to top spot? She's moving up there. She's definitely a solid, solid number two. At this point, she's a solid one and a half. Mm. On my death knight, I really can't do much else to gear him other than get his cape upgraded so I can wear more of my corruption gear. But I don't really want to run high mythic keys on him right now. I just maybe want to keep using him to get mount attempts. And that's also why I am leveling my druid because of something we learned and did in raid last week. And I want to have a viable second powerful alt to be able to continue doing this thing <laughs> but i really don't have anybody close to my death knight in power level he's like 470 something and she's like 445 so i'm trying to beef her up but i don't know i'm looking at like the stuff comparing druid to death knight for their their abilities they get in shadow in shadowlands and the mm -hmm. druid one is looking very fucking appealing so it's a toss-up right now i'd say for shadowlands oh dear the honkometer who knows where it will goes? Only Slide Whistle does, sometimes. I just, I'm so sick of these catch-up mechanics being so slow. I had to run her through Mechagon again, do that quest like, you know, I have to go run the wires and power the system and watch all the explorers get annihilated because I had to do Call to Arms in Mechagon, and there's still no good skips to get there. I've done it like, what? I think this is like my sixth character to go watch Mechagon. I don't want to fucking look at it anymore. They should really add a skip of that whole intro just because it takes so long and it doesn't really give you anything. And it's been out for so long now. This is neither here nor there, but I remember when Cubbybub was up and coming and getting flying, she would always be like, oh, do you want to do stuff on Mechagon? And I was like, no. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm a big enough man now. I don't want to ever go back. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so close to like getting the meta achievements done over there for the, the flying wheel or whatever, but man, I really don't want to have to go hunt those rares again. <laughs> I feel so free not having to do that every day anymore. Yeah, I have not been back in a, in a while, ever since I did my call to arms there when I was trying to ground out, grind out that essence. 
That's probably the easiest place to do that, though, for your essence. I feel like that's just like a scrap fest. Yeah, that and Najatar are both pretty easy. Well, I guess we can talk about what we did in Raid, because it's got me hella fucking excited. And I hope to God it's the first thing we do again today. Yeah, so I will say last week, we finally got a Mythic Jaina kill. Because as we previously established, we are and have always been Mythic Raiders. It doesn't matter if the Mythic Raid itself is two raids ago. We go for full clears or no clears. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> yeah! And it especially doesn't matter when corruption absolutely breaks mechanics you can cheese. Which is how we got a baby. We will not fully reveal our methods so that nothing hopefully gets patched. I don't think they're going to patch you know, it. then Blizzard knows, and we can't afford them to know. We need to get these mounts. I don't think there's anything they can really do to fix it other than, like, disable how corruption works in there. Because it's just a p huge power creep, I'm pretty sure. They're willing to do that. We already know that they don't like corruption, and they do love the Jane amount. So they're like, we removed this entire system so you can't cheese it. <laughs> you know, that honestly wouldn't surprise me if that happened, though. But so now, because as we said last week, the Jaina fight does drop two mounts. Man, opening that chest was one of the most nerve-wracking things I had done in a very long time. When we fought Jaina, Cubbybub was with us, and she accidentally got blown off the ship at the first part. And she was like, will I get the mount? Will I get the mount? I said, I think, because you did hit her. She's like, but I didn't go down to the big iceberg. And it was, it was a, very, uh, a very strenuous time. Neither of us did get it, but I was like, I think you should get it. Well, she she had a chance to get it. I think only two people per raid group get it. So what was your guys' approach? Did you did you wait for everyone else to grab? Did you grab it immediately? So I, w I was initially, I didn't want to be like the first or one of the first few. So I waited, but then I waited long enough that I saw that the two people already got it. And I was like, oh man, I didn't get it. I think I just moseyed over and didn't expect to get it. And then didn't. So I was like, expectations met. Man, I, I sat here and I stared at Jaina sitting above me because I have a huge poster of her on the wall. And I was like, please, Jaina, for the love of God, please give me this fucking mount. And I didn't get it. But man, has the price of these mounts tanked? I haven't checked in a little bit, but maybe like four days ago when I saw people were selling the mount for 500k. I have a feeling that since then, it's probably only gone down more since because Whoa. everyone could just pub it. Like everyone could just pub it up if they want to now. I, I've seen a ton of groups for it yeah because it's easier now and you don't need a mythic tier raid group to complete it i don't think i mean we are but you know you don't have to be yeah you really i don't think you really do which is which is why i'm getting this druid beefed up because then i can take her in eventually for a second shot at the mount and druids are highly wanted for this because they have a lot of aoe to help with the strat. So I'm like, come on. Uh, please. I, there's nothing I wanted more than this goddamn mount. Other than the fucking rainbow generator toy. That, no, no, no. The rainbow toy that comes out of like your back when you like you activate it. That costs like, well, almost like a million dollars or a million gold in uh, Dalaran. Yeah. And also you never see that vendor, right? I'm so sick of the fucking mad toy boy. I, he's, he's never fucking there. That's what I put in my description on my grinder profile. Aaron, last name. <laughs> A mad toy boy. <laughs> Gross. 
And then, what, tonight in Raid, I think we hopefully are doing the Mythic Jaina kill again. There's no reason not to. But we are for sure running Black Temple, which I think, for the first time in a long time, it's going to be exciting. Normally, I don't like running Time Walking Raids because they are a little too hard when it's current for, like, the level you're at. But now it should be... Yeah, I am also excited to see how this goes because, you know, besides when I've just personally gone there and not time walking, just like ran through it just to like get some T-Mog or just to see it, I like haven't really done it. So it'll be interesting to see it at a little bit more of a difficult pace, sim more similar to what it was intended to be like. Now, call me, and I'm sorry for using this phrase for this harsh language, call me a noob. Do the mechanics, are they still the same as like BC? Like, do I have to go get my nature resistance up? Do I have to go max out my avoidance? They probably tuned that stuff out, if I'm remembering correctly. Because um, I know that the fights aren't as hard as they were when it was current. But I remember when Time Walking came out, we did it as old Phoenix Fusion burning temple and i remember i lasted like two bosses before i said i'm tired of wiping on these bosses that give no loot i'm gonna leave and then i left um so it is it should be a harder than what we're used to because it's just gonna be mechanics we don't even fucking know you know and and also our guild is dumb sometimes so yeah it'll be interesting to see as well because i feel like our raid composition will be a little interesting because people will probably be bringing a bunch of alts or things i don't really know because it'll scale us down so that we're all about the same right yeah it'll scale us down i you know i'm actually not sure how the scaling in the time walking raids works it definitely will scale us but i don't know how much i am bringing my druid so i'm excited to get miss wild seed some action out here and hopefully some gear because she has some 415s on still so what level gear does the black temple on time walking drop uh i think it's 445 gear that it drops oh boy Uh Yeah, I'll I... do that. But it's going to be T-Mogs you might not have yet. Oh, boy. If there's anything that gets me moist, it's <laughs> thinking of Burning Crusade T-Mog. <laughs> Red rectangles all around, baby. <laughs> hey, there's some green circles there, okay? Would you guys say that our guild is sort of like a clan? Uh, is is this clan with a C or clan with a K? Because they're two very different. Well, you said clan with a C. That reminds me of this week's time warp. (laughs) Here I go. This week's time warp, which is 40 seconds of pure unadulterated trivia. I want you boys to name as many of... Your favorite thing, Torin clan names. Great. Are you ready? Um, no. No, but okay. Here we go. Begin. High Blood hooves. Blood hooves. Fell, fell hooves. Um. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. What the hell is the one? What is the one that the that Magatha runs? The. Oh my god, what are their names? Cloud totems, the shadow totems, the bleak feet, uh, the nasty snatches. <laughs> Fire hoof. Uh, I already said blood hoof and fell hoof, I think is one too. Um, I think it's the same one. Um, uh, tongue oh, lashes. Sky, Skywalker. No, no. That's not one. 
Uh, earth, 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 earth lickers. Time. Boot lickers. <laughs> Would you believe that you two tied one for one? <laughs> oh no! What was, which ones did we get? We got Grim Totem and we got High Mountain. Huh. Okay. What were the ones that we missed? How many? How many additional ones were there? Uh, there are. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna have a tiebreaker here. So I'm going to go. I'm going to ask you each individually what you think the most overused word is between all of them. So I'll go immune. Which word do you feel like is the most overused of all of the tribes? So you're saying like a, a portion of a word that's used for a tribe name? Yes. Okay, let me think here. I think totem. Okay, and slide. Hoof. Or hoof. God damn it, if it's not a double tie. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Ugh. <laughs> oh. So there are the Grim Totem, the Rage Totem, and the Rune Totem. And as far as hooves, there is the Stone Hoof, the Thunder Hoof, and the Winter Hoof. So it's three to three again. <laughs> There aren't any blood hoof? Is it a Karn blood hoof? Or, or are they all dead now? That's just his uh, last name. Blood, yeah, blood hoof is just his last name. He is the leader of the... I think he's the leader of the rune totem. I believe the rune totem tauren are the ones we know. You know what? Huh. I'm just going to drink on this one. <laughs> I'll also drink on this one. I'll have a chug a lug lug. We can decide afterwards who gets next week i really thought i had something here but <laughs> all these damn names sound the same whoa hey man all to all torn are not the same that's true some of them are young ghoul tonka tonka tough you get that because the tonka are in north random but then also Tonka, like the like the toy trucks i, I get the joke and reference yeah, thank you. Thank you. I fell off my bunk bed and broke my head and had to go to the hospital and my brother was playing a Tonka truck game. Dude, those things felt oh, like a like not like an actual car, just like an actual video game. No, no, he wasn't he wasn't going like burr, 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 playing trucks on the floor. He was playing Tonka Garage on our family computer and I fell off my bunk bed, hit the headboard, busted my head open, and he did nothing. This is my call out post, Adam. Honestly, though, if I was playing Tonka, Tonka games, I don't know if I could turn around either. That big yellow dump truck, who could resist her? Ew. I'm not going to fuck it. What do you mean, ew? What are you ewing about that? What do you mean you're <laughs> not going to fuck it? That's ew to me. There's nothing I'd rather do than wrap my arms around a big yellow truck. So speaking of big yellow trucks, this week we also got some news about how we will no longer be using Twitch slash Curse for our add-on clients in the future for WoW. You are right. There is no bigger and more yellow truck than the Curse client. I don't know how to feel about this. Well, one part of me is like, I only have the Twitch app to handle my add-ons, but then... Another part of me is like, I don't know what the fuck Overwolf is. Who's Overwolf? Why do I trust them as a client more so than Twitch, who I know, like, kind of more so, you know? 
let me get this straight. Originally, we had it on Curse, and then Twitch bought Curse, and then Twitch no longer wants the add-on, so then Overwolf is taking it? Yes, whatever the fuck Overwolf is. And from what I'm seeing, a lot of people have not a lot of faith in Overwolf. It seems to be the general consensus right now out there. Man, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, but I don't know. The fact that people don't seem to have too much faith in it. The only thing that I can see is that Overwolf apparently is more in tune with the underground modding gaming scene. Their hashtag, The Edge. And I guess they would understand more about mods for games than like the mega conglomerate that is Twitch. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm debating if I just kind of call my add-ons and like I get rid of like some of the ones I don't really need and I just start manually installing them like some kind of fucking freak. What fucking year is it? Uh that's like what, 2007, <laughs> I feel like. But I mean, I don't know. If if they're going to keep changing what provider I need to pick and everyone's like, "Well, it's only it's only it's three uh three different uh, supporters in 10 years." Bitch, it's been three supporters in like I would say what, 3 years, 4 years? It's been this this change yeah. up we've had so far. Yeah, yeah, as of like Legion, I was going through the distinct curse client application. And then we had to do Switch or we had to do Twitch. It's like almost so far been kind of one in expansion if you think about it. We had Curse for Draenor and Legion, and then we had the swap over to Twitch during maybe the end of Legion and then into BFA. And now we're leaving BFA. No, we're leaving Twitch before BFA is even done with officially. Yeah. Hashtag Twitch's dead party or something. I don't know. See, I guess for everybody else who's been playing WoW for like eight years, they've they're like, well, Curse has been it for the majority of the time. But for us, we're like, bitch, they've all been almost equal so far. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, in reality, it'll probably be the same to us in game. It's just the fact that I'll have to download a new client. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I am Uh-oh. looking at Overwolf's Wikipedia page here, and it says that they are only for the Microsoft Windows operating system. And I say that is unfair to Aaron circa 2017 and all the people like him who are hashtag dedicated Apple users. Wait, is there no Apple client for Overwolf? There has to be. According to Overwolf, uh, the platform is only Microsoft Windows. Which means, like, yeah, if I did not have this computer that I currently have, I could not use this. Huh, I feel like that has to be something that they would consider changing. I mean, I feel like that's kind of crazy, right? Wow, I'm so far, yeah, I have not seen anything about it being on Mac yet. Ooh, uh-oh. Well, Aaron, it's like you better start speaking for your people, because they need you right now. You have a platform of, of a handful of people to listen to. The Mac Warriors and I will unite. Nothing will stop us except for all the cracks in our screen that we can't fix. And they just tell us to buy a new Mac because there's not changeable parts. But anyways, Mac Warriors unite. Aaron, do you think I'm worthy enough to buy an iPhone 5? Because ImmuneSeb was saying I wasn't. So I need some like some backup here so I can buy this thing and not feel guilty. Five? Wait, that's not iPhone 5? I meant iWatch 5. Oh, okay. Well, I say that's a grand leap 
Because if it was an iPhone 5, I was going to ask, how have you not advanced? I feel like they've outdated every single application to be past 5. As far as I watch 5, I don't know. You can be bougie if you want. Oh, thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. That's I'm not an iWatch guy, said. but be you. Oh God, Slide is like gaslighting me on the podcast right now. I literally said, get one if you want to get one. First, he said I wasn't worthy. Then he said, why would you upgrade to an iPhone 11? You should get an Android. And I felt so attacked. Please help me. Someone send help, please. I also Hello, did not everyone. say that. My name is Buttman64, and I'll be going over the drama on episode 79 of Do Not Relent. <laughs> uh, co-hosts fight it out over a watch. A watch? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, which of you has the receipts for this argument? That's who I'm going to believe in this moment. It's it's always about the receipts. Keep your receipts, folks. Never get rid of them. Yeah, this is you literally are just... You exposed. <laughs> you are exposed. <laughs> this particular case is literally just my word against his, so there are no receipts. Fuck you. Um, before we do ground the proud, we, we have a little fan mail to address. It is confirmed Ooh. that Vander Lyle did have the name Young Wild Seed. He was leading me that on on purpose. Bastard. So he said that he released it, and he probably should have mentioned I locked it up last email. It's such a creamy name, I couldn't chance it. That's so creamy. It's totally the creamiest. I'm glad that he went from crunch to cream on this interaction. But one of my favorites is a comment that I think I have a lot in my head, where he says, uh, it would be an honor to replace Immune on the podcast, but you can't replace skull-fucking a wicker demigod. Man, I wish I could draw. Man, I wish I could draw that too. That would be... Can you imagine just drawing skull-fucking uh, Gorak Tool? Aaron? Aaron? <laughs> make Kate, wait, wait, make Kate draw that. <laughs> Definitely. 1,000%. She went to college for four years for art, and I'm going to make her draw... T- <laughs> All if three can, of us just really filling Gorak Tool's holes. If we commission her, she legally has to. <laughs> legally. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of artists have specific boundaries, and this is probably no. crossing a lot of them. No, if we just keep upping the money, and she, it yep. gets even more illegal for her to deny us. Everybody has a price. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to spend any money on commissioning this piece either, so... Well, too bad. We're using the fucking podcast funds we got saved up in our bank. Huh. Gamut put $1,000 in there for us to spend on whatever we wanted to, and goddammit, we're going to commission some sexy skull fucking art. Well, it's got to be on the cheap, because I already spent like 900 of on, of it on a really cool lollipop. Wow, that must have been a cool-ass lollipop, what the fuck? It surely was. <laughs> <laughs> Growlina, do you have any lollipop-based stories for us? Hello, listeners. Growlina here, on the scene, talking with Oakley, my fellow furry friend. Now, I don't know if you saw this, Oak, but your people... The Pandaren, that is. Recently got new customization options. Did you see those? I did not. What is there? Well, for 
first off, there's new face options, and anyone can have a tail now. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, also, you can be blue. Wait, you can be blue? Yeah, apparently you can just be blue now. Are you going to be making the shift to becoming a blue bear? Um, I think I'll stay red for the time being. Well, what's wrong with being blue? You got a problem with that? No, I, I, I just like my color as is. <clears throat> Didn't even consider being blue for a second. It's people like you that are holding progress back, Oak. Okay, maybe I'll consider turning blue, if even for one day. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Hopefully you all in the audience learned something today as well. Until our next lesson, it's been Growlina. Oh boy! What a wonderful story you sure told, Growlina. I definitely remember what the lead-in was. Oh yeah, can you uh can you run us back that again? So what was it again? Um uh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what um, was the what was the lead-in for uh, it? Uh, uh Madeline Rue put out a new part of her book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just an hour prior to this recording, so it's going to be several days in the past once you guys listen to this, but we got a new excerpt of Shadows Rising, and this one details an interaction between Nathanos and people... Or, what, what are you trying to tell me here? I want to. I always want to put a spoiler warning up from, b- b- before we say anything. I know people expect it, but I, I feel like we're still legally obligated to say it or we're going to get sued. Madeline Rue is going to bend us over and give us a good whooping if we don't give a spoiler tag right now. And here it is. Spoilers. Okay, continue. Well, at this point, let's just go from the beginning of this little excerpt that we got. It starts off with Nathanos and Sira, who is the night elf who was turned into undead right before our eyes in the warfront, right? Yeah. And she seems to have a lot of emotion for being an undead person so i'm like yeah how does being raised work she's out here being like i hate going on these missions and i just keep looking at her like you chose it you got you got revived but you didn't have to follow them sarah i have a zero sympathy for you yeah, yeah she's literally complaining how stinky it is and how dirty it is and i'm like lady you literally chose to hang out with the undead when they raised you you had so many options she's like i don't like my feet in this mud i don't like all these flies around me bitch shut up it's like bitch the flies are all over you because you're literally flesh that is rotting so where are they though? So so it's Sira and Nathanos, and they are meeting at a secret drop point. I think is it is it in Zandalar? Do you think it's like Nazmir ish? Maybe I would. Ass- it's called the Frog Marsh, so I would oh. assume it's some tucked away part of Nazmir, especially because those two are waiting and then meet up with some Zandalari separatists called. It's called like the Widow's Bite. Yeah, the widow's bite, and she has like a tick on her shoulder or whatever. She's a nasty, a nasty little bitch. 
So I just did a quick little search, and yeah, the Frog Marsh is a location within Nazimir. Okay. By Cragwa's Borough, it's, if you want the coordinates, it's 7149 in Nazimir. Punch well, you know, tom-tom. good old 7149. Just put that into your tom-tom, and then just visualize it. Now, I realize we actually skipped the most important part of the, the beginning, is that we actually get a very good idea of what Nathanos smells like. We get some in-depth lore into his cologne that he wears. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Miss Rue happens to tell us that in response to Nathanos seeing that Sira is annoyed the fact by the fact that she stinks and the flies want to eat her, Nathanos thinks about what kind of cologne he is wearing in order to not quite smell like the death that he is, but also not quite not smell like it, I think is the smell that he was going for. Yeah, apparently his scent is just not a scent. And it says, many found the complete absence of scent unnerving, as if everyone just smells so bad in Azeroth that the second someone doesn't smell, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong with this guy. I mean, the only NPC I've ever seen in any sort of bath or shower is that druid from Legion who got stuck in his, <laughs> like, travel form. All of your favorite people stink. <laughs> I kind of hate that. But I was thinking about it. Maybe the reason why Syra hates the flies that are buzzing around her because of her stink is probably because, think about it, they are all decomposing flesh. The flies are probably literally tearing them apart, right? Right? Yeah. They're probably trying to eat her, right? If they have to be, like they want to pull her sweet flesh off and munch on it. And I say, good, fuck her. I also think, like, this reaction that Sierra is having is also not out of line with some of the lore that we've seen from the undead. I mean, I believe the beginning quest lines of undead are you becoming undead, and then there are a lot of undead who are really, like, freaked out by it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. But she dove but right she in head was, first. She, she was okay with it enough to attack us seven million times in the war front. It's just now when she's not getting whooped, when she has a free moment, she's like, wow, this kind of stinks. <laughs> Literally. But so the whole reason they're in Nazmir is that they're meeting with Widow's Bite. And Widow's Bite do not agree that the Zandalari have joined the Horde, basically. Right? They're, they're mad that they're still... It says that their leader... Apari, her loyalty was to the Zandalari crown, which is a little confusing because the Talanji is still leading the Zandalari. So did she just hate she, that she's in it, lead? It said, I think it's that that specific quote was Sira identified with her because they were both betrayed by their higher powers, her Alun and Apari, the crown. So I think it is what you were saying where she trusted the Zandalari to be a separate people, and when they joined the Horde, that didn't work out for the Widow's Bite. Yeah, that's how I interpreted it as well. So they are separatists because they did not approve of the Horde and the Zandalari joining forces. I feel like there's always got to be bad guy trolls. That always seems to be how it works. <laughs> you need to get your troll dungeon in there somewhere. And most of the time they seem to be like shamans or witches or something. But let me just say though. I really enjoyed how flavorful this was written because this this separatist group seems that they're kind of fucking scary. 
Because the whole point of this meeting is that she has uh, a payment that she's requested that she needs to start this ritual and the ritual will weaken Bwamsamdi and they want to kind of like... Well, I, I guess we should first preface this by saying that it is revealed that Nathanos is on a mission to kill Bwamsamdi. Right. Which I guess makes sense because he's like a death guy and Sylvanas is working with the death guy. So she's probably just like, Nathanos, go take out everyone else that has to deal with death. Yeah, they, they really don't get into any specifics on exactly why they'd want Bon Swamby dead. Which is, I'm sure it's going to be an, a very interesting point later to come up in the lore because i can't really think of any reason why he is blocking anything that they're doing because all the souls are going to the mall so what is von Swampy doing that's you know above that or whatever i yeah. would i would assume if i had to guess it'd be something like he has a hand in diverting them so it's not one-to-one -one, like every soul is going to the maw so maybe they want him so that there is no one interfering with the machinery of death but this is all there's no basis behind this. This is just what I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll hopefully find out soon. But they have some payment for her. And at this point, it's in like this little chest that has been placed in between them. And according to Syra, uh, she had seen the payment to the leader of Widow's Bite. And it's a collection of gems, jewelry, beautifully hammered metal necklace plates, small flagons of rare spirits and daggers. So they're basically just giving her like a bunch of like sweet looking loot and she opens it and she's like, nah, bitch, I don't want this. I don't want any of this. She basically, she being the head of the widow's bite is like, this payment isn't good enough because it's not valuable enough to you. You being Nathanos. Which is fucking scary because this bitch isn't operating on a normal villain basis of like wanting loot and shit. She wants something that apparently is valuable to a person. Like she's so she's doing some real ass voodoo out here. And I don't like that because that shit always is fucking terrifying in like games and stuff. Like that's like real power. Yeah. So Nathanos obliges. He's like, yeah, uh, I guess you can have this. And he rips off his necklace amulet thing that he is wearing and then madeline rue goes into a little bit of detail about why this amulet is so important to him and i guess it is some kind of marking of how he is the best ranger ever or something like that he was so good he was recognized by the high elves of silver moon Specifically, his star-crossed lover, Sylvanus Whisperwind. Man, so like it's the fucking thing that his his childhood crush gave him, and then he took it and cherished it, and now he has her, and then he gave it up because uh, she said, "What's her name? Her name is uh, Apari." Is Apari a, a guy? Uh, Apari's a woman. They said she. Yeah. Oh wait, so but then she has a big bodyguard with her, right? Yes. Yeah, she has she has two other people that are with her. So yeah, she's like, you must give something painful, something irreplaceable. So she basically, just, it's the only thing that they have to give. And it's funny because it seemed like the Thanos knew that he had to give her this to begin with. Like he was ready to take this fucking little award off to hand it over. Yeah, he, he's like, this little thing, which is like prominently displayed right in front of her face. But he definitely, but he was trying not to, right? He was like, maybe, maybe you should take the gems and I won't have to give up my little necklace. <laughs> he, he had a real C's get degrees kind of mindset. He's like, I'm going to lowball her first, see if she accepts that. And when she's like, Nathanos, I expect better of you. That's when he actually tries with his offerings. 
And as he's handing her his little his little award, he holds it in her hand and, and he basically traps her hand. And then he says, this is no trinket, witch. if you fail to destroy the lowest shrines, as you have promised, then there will be severe consequences. You may have conjured a few clouds off the coast, but payment this dear demands results. So he's not fucking around. This thing means more to him than this is the probably the only thing he has a heart for other than Sylvanas, it seems like. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a pretty big payment that he is giving, and I guess he fully expects that they meet their end of the bargain, which was previously described as weakening Bonsamdi enough so that he can be killed, and I think they said that that means destroying all of his shrines or altars or things that are giving him power it's it's a classic skyrim uh, thing where it's like you're only as powerful as how many followers you have and he's gonna have basically they're gonna try to destroy all of his followers so he gains no power from being a god you you know this really is this is really the santa claus movies where if you don't believe in santa claus he loses (laughs) his power (laughs) you're spoiling the end of the book where he has to get a wife or else he'll lose his blonde somdi powers (laughs) I was I was thinking more along the lines of like the the Disney movie Coco or whatever, but yeah, same. Caroline, do you Wait. want to be Mrs. Swamdi? What if Nathanos pushes Bomb Swamdi off the roof and then he becomes the new god of death? He becomes the new Bomb Swamdi, and then he's going to attempt to lip sync all of these dramatic numbers because he can't actually sing. Can you imagine mm-hmm. him being trapped? Like, he's like, I'm the new Bonsamdi. And they're like, to be Bonsamdi, you have to speak like a troll. And he's like, do, do, do I real, really? And they're like, yep. And he does it once and he gets canceled on Twitter. <laughs> I would honestly love for him to go that way. But there's actually there's some hot tie-ins with this, with the book coming out July 14th, which is really fucking soon. There's a dungeon in Shadowlands, which we knew of, called The Other Side. But now we know the bosses of this dungeon as of, like, Four days ago. Who are the bosses? So it's it's giving me big Violet Hold vibes. It's located in Ardenweald, but it's like another dimension. I don't know. Like I don't think they're being chained there, but I think they just have access to it. Maybe it's a circular main room that has three branches that house each different theme and boss. And in the other side, you have basically all of Bonsfamily's boys are here. Hakar, the Soul Flare, who we have fucking not seen since fucking he was in. Oh, what's that dungeon called? He was in Zugaro. Like, he's like an OG boss. Um, oh, shit. Like, the thing that Classic is doing? Yeah, and the guy that created the Blood Trolls. Like, he literally made... Like, they, they he's their god. Dealer Exixa. This is somebody I haven't heard of before. So, it's just... Uh, who cares about that? But we also have Muzala, uh, who is probably Bonsamdi's actual boss. Who is, like, the god. Like, the double god of death. But then, most importantly, we also have... Two of the most menacing people to ever team up and be a dungeon boss. The Mana Storms. Millhouse and Maleficent are also here. What? Doing what? I don't know what they're <laughs> fucking doing, but you wait, fight them. Wait, they're they're dead? I don't know. I mean, I guess Millicent said she was going to go kill her husband. She's going to go give him a righteous bonk. But <laughs> I hope they're not dead. 
Wait, I, so is, is this why it, you said that it gave you some Violet Hold vibes? Yes, uh, because A, they're there, but B, like the layout seems like you're in the middle and then you have to go to each like jail cell and, and kill the bosses that are in each different wing, you know? But uh, I'm assuming maybe they just had like some portal malfunctions because my house is a shit wizard and they ended up here maybe. But yeah, you literally fight, you fight both of them. Love that shit. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's fun. We haven't fought them both at the same time before, have we? Mm -mm. Remember how mad people would get when you would use the Millhouse toy in Legion to make (laughs) Melissa fire off like double the rounds? People would get pissed. And it would be rough because you'd have to fight her. And then after it was over, people would be like, why the fuck did you do that? I live for that shit. But the images of this dungeon look fucking beautiful. Like, I can't wait for this. Like, Shadowlands is going to be a bizarre change of pace with this fantasy and its lore. But, man, it's artwork. Uh-oh, Aaron, I have up have news. It's your favorite. Muzala is your favorite kind of boss. The above-the-waist yes. punches nipples yes. boss. <laughs> a nippler. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually wrote Blizzard, and I said, I expect one to two nipple bosses in every single dungeon, please. Yep, here he fucking is, dude, using the same exact animation as all the other ones. He has his hands outstretched, ready to get punched in his weak spots. <laughs> He, he looks really fucking cool, though. Oh, my God. This is sick. Whew. Well, all this talk about these nipplers has got me ready to head on into our sexiest NPC of the week. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I am half ready to be full. Please take it away. Well, this week... Along the lines of Aaron's time warp, actually, we have a sexy Torin as our sexiest NPC of the week. <laughs> a magnificent moo cow. And this week, we got Mela High Totem, baby. Ooh, <laughs> or should I say Mela High Mountain? Oh, uh, I'm going to bring this one back real quick. (laughs) Oh. And this week, we got Mela High Mountain, baby. I'm leaving that in. Ooh. Yeah, girl. The the show notes even say High Mountain, and I was looking at it. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Literally, (laughs) I I call her High Totem every other time i'm like eh, it's pretty much the same i don't think about her much but this week i'm thinking about her a lot oh she's rocking that bold one shoulder strap there look at her look at that little armored left, right shoulder she's got and her, oh my god she said i am strong and i am powerful but not enough for two two's too many she's I like th- you know from this side you know i protect but from this side I need, I need to be a little sexy. You need to show a little shoulder. I never realized how tiny her little horns were. Look at her little horns. They're so little. Yeah, because she had to prove herself as a proper leader. Because everyone's like, oh, look at your tiny horns. And she was like, mm, but it's not about the size of the horns. It's about the size of the spear. And she's oh, got yeah. a big one. Ooh, mama. Oof. I will say... Uh-oh. I really liked questing with her, and it was honestly a top 10 anime betrayals when she decided to join the Horde. Like, I get it. They look the same. But, like, think about how much nicer we are. She hung out with them and immediately got, like, hey, I'm Sylvanas. Shut up, bitch. Like, she got, like, yelled at. Like, her first day on the job. 
Well, you know why she may have joined the Horde, according to user Tumblr user Katie Scarlet. She may have a little bit of a crush on Bane Bloodhoof. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I mean, when back I looked off, up, like it's Anduin's <laughs> man, or, or at some point, probably right. Anduin had his chance with Bane. They had their fling. He showed Anduin a time and a half, but he's with Rathion now. And according to Katie Scarlet, I think it's time to dust off the old shipping goggles. Oh. In her 2019 Tumblr post, she talks about Mela during the second siege of Ogremar and says, of course, Mela's first thing to report was Bane's condition. Polishes shipper goggles. <laughs> Though she may have some competition because according to Tumblr user Sharpen-Jadescythe, Mela may be all about our boy, Navarog. What? Uh, okay. No, no, that's not true. Navarog is going to stay within his clan. He can't. That wouldn't work out. Mm, but Navarog looks up through those holes and he sees that sturdy frame, those curvy, tiny horns, that powerful leadership and says, mm. I'd drog her bar any day. No. But I, 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 I mean, you know, she was the one to go about uniting all of these people. So, like, maybe he feels like they need to unite it even further. I can ship this, <laughs> I guess. Ooh, girl, he's about to plow her with the hammer of creation, you feel? Now I'm having bad thoughts about how the Drogbar used those big stone fists, and I don't like it. What about their big pointy stone heads? <laughs> no. <laughs> she's got a cool looking she's belt. She's spicy. Yeah, and she's got a good belt, too. She also has a good totem, you know? Oh, wait. That's on her back, right? Yeah, I thought that was. I thought she was standing in front of like a totem in the fort, in like in the background, like sticking out of the ground. Do you guys see it? No, she ah, carries so. it around and it looks really cool. That's another one where I feel like the feminization of the Torin character model makes it more balanced, and I like it more than your standard like male Torin. Where they're very pulled forward. Oh, you know what? This is totally why she is only wearing one shoulder plate. She's like, I have my totem slung over this way, and you know, you need to see it in its entirety. Oh, honestly, <clears throat> no, she's you're right. She's this is, this is smart as fuck. Look at her balancing out her body, balancing out her her balance. Ooh. Ow! Ow! Well, I believe we can personally visit you in. Wait, what's the main main city in this? Go on. Go on. Uh, no, no, no. Just do it. Just do it, Alex. Just do it. Do it live. Is it is it Thunder Totem? Yes, it is. Okay. We will personally bring you your award to Thunder Totem to present it to you because you are this week's sexiest NPC of the week. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna go there. So if one of you two could do it, that would be great. Uh, Randallman is actually there right now, so he will take the burden okay, to ride good. the elevator down to the central chamber. I can't imagine how fucking hard it is to navigate there in war mode right now. I can't even fucking imagine it's it. Actually, it's actually not bad. What? Randallman has been... Do he is 108. 
in war mode and no one has attacked me yet. Wow. I remember this was a pretty big hot spot a few months ago. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly shocked to hear that news. As am I. I think they are literally all in Azuna right now, but that is neither here nor there. Yeah, dude, they are never leaving Azuna until like Shadowlands. But now we can do our top two bottom boot medium moot. And I'm gonna give my like 18th million medium moot of the week for me. He's nothing if not consistent. Ooh, what is it? I've been leveling my druid, Miss Wild Seed, and so I love travel form. Obviously, it's great for doing quests. I can pick up stuff without being like having to fight stuff. I can stealth as a kitty cat. It's great. But man, there is one humongous drawback is that I get so used to being able to stay in fight form to do stuff that a lot of world quest items don't fucking work. Or even your hearthstone. It'll be like, can't use that while pacified. And it's like, just break my flight form. I'm literally sitting on the ground in a bird form, and I press Hearthstone and I literally can't. I have to click off my travel form to do anything with like castable items that I have. And I don't get it because if I'm riding a mount, the mount will just dismount me. Why can't the travel form just de-travel for me? You know what you gotta do? You gotta make macros for all of those things that just automatically take you out and then cast it. Oh, I could do that, couldn't I? I actually could do that for, for my druid, you're right. Hmm, that'd be a lot of fucking work though, but I'm trying to think, it's my Hearthstone. The problem is though with the world quest items, like I was doing one where I had to collect some coins for, in Stormsong, and it wouldn't let me hit the button without being depacified. So I was like, I can't make a macro for that one. I could, but I use it once every like two weeks. Mm. I would just do the big ones, probably like start with Hearthstone. Yeah, that one is one that makes me the most angry. But what about you, Aaron? What's your TTBBMM? So for my week, I am going to have a top toot. This is a little bit of a mean girl's observation here, but it is so nice to be reading a Christy Golden novel because she just gets it. <laughs> the little details in war crimes, the dialogue, the chapter length, it just feels a lot better and it feels nice to read and not a chore like Storm Rage. And I'm sure a lot of it was just the subject material of Storm Rage, a time and characters I'm not super about, but it just feels so much better. And I'm like halfway through the book within a week and a half, and I'm very excited to read other works by her so that I can have a nice safety net before I go back to like Age of the Aspects by Richard Knack. Because I want to read all the books. I'm just trying to get the good ones out of the way first. Yeah, I'm also interested to see how Madeline Rue stacks up. I mean, you said that, and I agree with you, that Christy has some of the best descriptions and dialogue. And I don't know, in some of these excerpts, I'm a little worried that some of the description is misplaced, to say the least, in this upcoming book. But we'll see. I have my faith. Yeah, I, I think she'll be good. I, this last excerpt has been honestly so interesting i just i want so much more like right now so i'm i'm jazzed for it i think i'm also gonna start rereading the books i have a lot of time at work for audiobooks and so i think i'm just gonna start buying like various warcraft books and just hearing how they do the audiobooks for them because they add so much to like the music and the sound effects and it's it's cash money but immune what is your ttbb um, um? 
Well, your boy Immune has a bottom boo this week. Oh, the trifecta! It's back, baby. And, okay, I know we have talked about this in the past on this podcast, but I feel like this is the first time that it has personally affected me. So, as I said, I started with Eastern Kingdoms for my Flame Warden achievement, and I worked my way from the south all the way up, so naturally the last, like, four campfire sites I had to visit were Silvermoon and Ghostlands. That's what what they're called, right? Yes. Um, So those ones. And, you know, I forgot that you can't simply fly there because there's an invisible wall that makes you fly downward to take a path because you have to go into a portal because the entire northern part of the continent is phased. And not only is it phased, it is phased and you cannot fly at all. And, you know, here I am having to mount up and, like, run so slow through the Ghostlands all the way up to Silver Moon. Because of this, I, I'm very, very, very rarely ever in Silver Moon. So I forgot that, you know, it's distinctly split into the Western Ruins and the Eastern main portion of the city. So I just, you know, followed the path and it took me to the ruins. And I was like, how do I get over there? And I couldn't figure it out. And then I like left, crossed the scar, mm-hmm. went up again, went in there. The guards are really annoying. Luckily, there weren't a whole lot of horde there because I assume they also don't like to hang out there because it's like a whole nother game up there. And I finally found it. And thankfully, it's probably the last time I'll ever have to go to Silver Moon. Hopefully. Yeah, ho- hopefully. It is It is a rough time to even go there the once. I remember starting a Blood Elf and being in Silver Moon and being like, I need to get out of here. I mean, at least then when you're leveling, you can't fly anyways. Like, imagine how bad it feels being Horde that's max level and you want to go to your, your race's capital city and you, you can't even fly there. <laughs> well... We, the Exodar, kind of, not really, but once they walk in that portal, they're kind of stuck there. Kind of like we are. Kind of, a little bit. At least but you're they right, can it... go to their home city. <gasps> Bring back Gilneas. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Okay, I, I take it all back. I shouldn't say anything. Honestly, we could take half a Silver Moon and give that just to fucking Gilneas. It's big enough. Big enough for to lose some real estate there. But then there'd be this weird dynamic, like, Aaron would also have to hate the Blood Elves as much as he hates the Night Elves. That's fine. Fuck elves. I already do. Am I right, lady? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not shy in saying I don't like any elf. (laughs) But, yeah. Bottom boot. Like, Blizzard, why can no one fly in this area? I don't get it. I feel like it's the only main portion of the map that is like this, right? I'm I'm betting that they built it in such a specific way that they can't change that. Otherwise, it'd just, like, break everything entirely. Otherwise, they would have by now, right? Because that area is so old compared to the rest of it. It, it just feels bad, too, and I don't understand it, and I don't like it, and I'm glad I won't have to go there again until I decide to get another achievement that involves me going there. Let's go kill them there. Let's kill the leaders. Lothramar, you're Let's next. go, fucking Ramith. Take off your stupid face covering, because I'm going to get you. You're going to get fucked. But with that, I think it's time for us to leave.
So if you have any comments, questions, complaints, recipes, cookbooks, cockbooks, send them to us at do not relent pod at gmail.com. What? If you have any tweets, tweet at us at Twitter at do not relent pod. What about you cockbooks? What do you have? Where where are you at on the internet? What? What? I I guess so. Okay. Anyways, I am Alex or Immunization and you can find me on Twitter at New Era Alex or you can follow our podcast Instagram account that I am very behind in updating but I will get to eventually on the gram at do not relent. Next you can wait is this like next the MTV show? Am I supposed to have like a little <laughs> quip? Yes, yeah please 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 have a little quip. I'm Aaron, I'm twenty six and I'm gonna give you twenty dicks. Divided by 20, because I only have one. And actually, I won't give it to you because I'm in a very committed relationship. But if you want to find me on social media, specifically Twitter, it's the Big Cheesy. You can also follow our literary musings at livejournal.donotrelent.com. This week, I talked about shaman skirts. For spending time with me, you have $70. You can either choose to take the money or get back on the bus and next to me. Hmm. I'll take the money. <gasps> well, I just got slide old. whistle was stinky, and so now I've got a ring on my pinky. I'm the other boys on the bus. What can I say? It doesn't pay to be greedy. All right, well, <laughs> that was our great next impression. Uh, <laughs> bye. See you guys next week. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Prodmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.